Well, I'm going down to Florida Child. <laughs> and I'm going to build me the atomic bomb. <laughs> What's happening? I'm going to hold time hostage down in Florida Child. Listening to the quarter to three movie podcast for Pain Ampersand Gain. My name is Tom Chick, and I am here this week with Christian Mulally. Uh, you can just uh, refer to me as Fat Patricia. <laughs> and with our Pain Ampersand Gain tagline, Kelly Wise. It's like Spring Breakers, but with dicks. Spring Break. Remember? Pain and guys. He was so good in Oz when he said that. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. Before we get into Michael Bay's latest uh, oeuvre, uh, Dingus, actually, did I use oeuvre correctly? I think I screwed that up. Send all uh, correspondence about that to TomChick at quarter3.com. But uh, before we get into Michael Bay's latest movie, uh, Kelly Wand, you had something about a trailer you wanted to mention. Oh, yeah. Did you watch the Hangover 3 trailer? Yes, that I have no compunction about seeing. Yeah, exactly. Yes, right. So remember, okay, when John Goodman goes, you know, something, something, looks like a job for the wolf pack. Okay, mm-hmm. this is like that thing with where that one woman in American Pie goes, I'm Stifler's mom. Like, she'd call her own son by his last name, even though that's her last name. Like, they called themselves the wolf pack because they were on that rooftop drinking at that toast. So John Goodman wasn't there. It's just they're saying that to us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but they probably explain that in the movie. The Hangover movies are very, very careful about that kind of plotting and consistency. That's true. Well, he uh, might have seen he might have seen that movie though. Ah, Dingus has a point. <laughs> They're famous by now, Kelly Wand. <laughs> Wait, the second movie's a biopic too. Uh, I actually heard someone on a news story today talk about uh, Forty Two, the the movie Forty Two being a uh, a biopic, <laughs> <laughs> like bionic. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was what ethnicity was that person? Uh, it was just a, a regular white dude just reading the news who had never had to say that word out loud. I thought it was All right. Was that in L.A.? That was a – yeah, it was a, an L.A. radio station. Yep. The guy talking about – radio station. Uh, Wait, so you just report things that you heard on the radio on the internet. <laughs> he reports, you decide. <laughs> This is the worst thing we've ever done. Well, let's talk some uh, pain ampersand game oh, yeah. by, by having uh, Dingus explain to, to folks, without spoiling anything, what we saw this week. No spoilers, because there might be people who have not seen it yet and don't want the finer plot points given away. So, Dingus, just give us the basics. Okay. All right. Well, this week we saw pain ampersand gain, a 2013 action comedy crime true story movie. It's a mouthful. About a bunch of stuff that took place six months before the beginning of the movie. <laughs> it was directed by Michael Bay and written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, based on magazine articles by Pete Collins. Oh, not enough cooks. <laughs> it stars Mark Wahlberg, Dwayne Johnson, Anthony Mackie, and Rebel Wilson. What? I didn't even see him in that. <laughs> he, was the, he was the guy with the arm butter on. Uh, 
Pain ampersand gain is rated R mm. for bloody violence, <laughs> crude sexual content, nudity, language throughout, and drug use. Hmm. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll buy all those. But the flags make up for it. Uh, it's a very uh, in Flaggy. ways. It's a very American movie. It wants to be very American. You know what? I would say this. I don't want to spoil anything, but I would say this is Michael Bay's Once Upon a Time in America. I thought Pearl Harbor was. <laughs> that was that was his uh, um, saving Private oh, Ryan. Thank you. Uh, yes. Hey, uh, oh, never mind. Actually, I would I would have preferred Dingus if you made a reference to Thin Red Line. Mm. Michael Bay's Thin Red Line, I think, is a funnier joke. Than Michael Bay's Saving Private Ryan. Well, if I were talking about just the first twenty minutes, then yeah. <laughs> I don't know which to laugh at first of those two. <laughs> One's a prequel to the other, Kelly Wand. I meant you guys. <laughs> uh, pain and gain. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. Pain ampersand gain is not only the things Dingus said; it is the number one movie in America. Over Oblivion. Yeah. Yeah, b- barely, by the way, barely. <laughs> uh, Oblivion, I think, uh, had a seventeen million dollar uh, weekend. That's pain pretty low. Shut up, Kelly Wong. No, no, Shut up. That, that's each one. Kelly. <laughs> each of them got that. Uh, uh, too much math. Uh, the thinking is that Oblivion is, is really going to be a disappointment because it didn't uh, it it didn't open as big as they hoped. It's dropped off and it's just going to probably get swallowed when Iron Man three opens next week. And so Oblivion, I, I think we've seen the last of that. Um, I think it's because it has a title that sounds like a video game, so girls we don't want to see it, even though there's tons of girls in it. It's uh yeah I think it actually it's cinema score uh, it fared fairly well with the ladies Kelly Wand oh math hmm. <laughs> and women <laughs> speaking of math so pain ampersand gain number one movie in America with a twenty million dollar opening twenty yeah. that's it what Dingus that's a lot I, I could just want it to make it's twenty six million budget it's Michael right. Bay doesn't he have to make a hundred million dollars every time no this is his art film oh okay it's, it's his uh, road to Wellville. <laughs> I like Dingus's and mine better than yours, Kelly. Wong. Most people do, Tom. On Metacritic, which averages the rating of various <laughs> reviews, Pain and Gain has uh, 45. On Rotten Tomatoes, which is the percentage of reviews that are positive, Pain and Gain, 48%. <laughs> they're never wrong when they're the same. They're not the same. They're close. They're hewing very well, close to each other. It's I just, think that pretty close to Oblivion. If there's a 5% spread. No, no. Oblivion has a Metacritic of 100 and a Rotten Tomato of 112. <laughs> In my book. Celsius. Uh, so uh, that's enough math. Let's now get to something that I will talk specifically about this, but I am really jealous of what Dingus gets to do this week with the – Pain ampersand Ganopsis? Is that what it's going to be called, Kelly Wand? Dingus. <laughs> well, you'll see. You'll see. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Dingus, Dingus. Dingus is going to enjoy the pain ampersand Ganopsis way more than... Gapsis. Gapsis. All right. It's... Wait, why? Because he doesn't know... Dingus didn't see it. Oh. I'm very jealous, by the way, <laughs> for, for a couple of reasons, which, I, you know, that might spoil what I thought of Pain Ampersand Gain. Did he just go, fuck it, I'm not seeing it, or did he have, like... I, I kind of did that for him. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute, but I, I basically waved him off. 
I, I, again, I think I'm spoiling whether or not I liked Payne Ampersand Gain. We'll t- we'll discuss that in a moment. But I just want to I just want to point out he <laughs> liked it so much I was not worthy of it. Yeah, <laughs> especially yeah. If you can't appreciate, you gotta it. earn it. You got to pain and gain it. You got to work out to earn. If you got to pump it. Yeah. yeah if, if you cannot appreciate a masterwork like Oblivion and Last You'll Exorcism Two, yeah, you do not deserve Payne Ampersand Gain. So Kelly Wan, give us the. Uh, I don't even want to – what did you call it? Pain and gapes us. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I changed one letter, and your re- re- reaction is, ugh. Like, it totally fucked up your awesome no-hitter. Your I will say, Kelly Wand, it's appropriate, the, the name. So, Remember when you kept saying prudent all the time? No, I've never said that word. <laughs> what are you talking about? If you go, no, it would be prudent. You said prudent constantly. I've never it? used – you think he George H.W. Bush? Exactly, yeah. I've never used that word colloquially, Kelly Wand. Oh, that's another one you said all the time. <laughs> so here's something I say all the time, Kelly Wand. Drive it like you stole it. As <laughs> uh, <clears throat> your very good friend. <laughs> this one kind of sucks, so I tried to make up for it with a lot of bad acting things. Because I had to, it was, it was sort of a rush job. Uh-huh. I guess I'll just read it and stop. Rock and roll. Pain and Gapsis, things I heard while watching Pain and Gain. I'm Mark Wahlberg, and I believe in squats. Fuck, windshield. Oh, he's hard to do. He sounds like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. I don't know if I'll be able to handle that. Let's, All right. try, let's try Let's go back. Let's try that again, Kelly Wan. Let's go uh, once more uh, from I'm Mark Wahlberg, and I believe in squats. <laughs> Fuck, that's a, windshield. That's uh-huh. so breathy. Now he sounds a little like Marilyn Monroe. He, that's how he is, though. He's got air in his mouth all the time. That's true. You know what? That is a good point. And Kelly, hey, I'm going to help you out. Now I'm going to talk to a goat. See, Andy Samberg did that perfectly. Okay. And then he, he did it so well that Wahlberg got mad at him or something. Wasn't that? Do you think Samberg is available for the synopsis this week? What are you trying to say? <laughs> Kelly, what I'm trying to say is I want you to drive it like you stole it. I'm Mark Wahlberg, and I believe in squats. Fuck, windshield. Now Dink knows what he, what happens in the movie. Hey, I'm rich. Know who invented dessert? Rich people. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was not Mark Wahlberg for the listening audience and Dingus, by the way. Boys girls understandably find your <laughs> Miami. <laughs> Man, I'm black, but my dick's mo fucking small. Michael Bay totally gets it, yo. Hi, my name's The Rock. I'll be playing the part of Dwayne Johnson in this sordid caper slash biopic. Since the other two leads are a greedy sociopath and a black person with a small dick, I'll be playing the relatable, fictionalized character of a born-again coke fiend having a monogamous relationship with a Bulgarian stripper. Additionally, Michael Bay's 1996 film The Rock will hereafter also be known as Dwayne Johnson, but for unrelated reasons too boring to get into. I, see, I like that, Kelly Wan. That was good. I never made that connection. I like what you did with it. That's all I thought about when I heard that guy's name in movies for 10 years. Now sit back in your seats and enjoy these horrific hijinks as much as the real-life survivors enjoy remembering them. <laughs> hey, guys. I've renovated our gym into a major profit center, but I still need money for some reason. Kelly wasn't listening. I've crunched the same numbers my character in that one about shipping containers crunched. I <laughs> uh, 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 
Our only option is to kidnap a hairy middle-aged man and torture him till he signs tons of paperwork, giving us all his money, and then letting him go and hoping he forgets about it. <laughs> you're, Kelly Wan, your your Wahlberg is getting better as the synopsis progresses. You're really sinking into the role. I feel that I you're getting it. It's getting better, but I don't huh? think so. I don't know, man. Wait, that's my rock. No, that was good. I could tell right off the bat. I don't know, man. Religion and blow don't go so good with murder. Why don't we just forge the signature? Use a pen? What are you, on blow? Man, I've never handled anything as thick and long as a ballpoint before. I'll just wait in the car with the second unit DP, you feel me? <laughs> so late. What the? We disguised ourselves in red pantyhose and tried to abduct Tony Shallow, but Michael Bay's coverage was so half-assed we couldn't even follow the action. Real bodybuilders could have directed this better. Hey, don't be a donter, bro. Be a beer. Man, my dick's still small. This is some racist bullshit. Oh, I wouldn't mind McKeewee's taking a porch swing off the Aborigine Jubilee's Tasmanian Kookaburra style. Me being Melissa McCarthy down under golds must be crazy too, governor. <laughs> Even blindfolded, I can smell the cologne your chance cube sprayed on the pod racer. Know who invented cologne? Odorless people. <laughs> Cat skills. Michael Bay. Brown chest steroid, man. Why you smell like burnt Jew hand? Uh, CIA? Ah, like in serious Michael Bay movie. Hurry, do blow off mine and Asenspleetsen before it all fall in again. <laughs> that was Kelly Wan's Bulgarian accent. And female. Was doing an twofer. Hey, you're too stupid to kill me, just like that Kevin Klein movie, also based on a true story and directed by somebody nobody likes directing stuff. Not getting run over is how I got rich. Go fuck yourself. Contented sighing noise. I've finally fulfilled my dream of hosting a neighborhood watch seminar on my porch. Let's kill someone. Man, fuck this shit. I got a small wankster's paradise. <laughs> Mr. Shellhub, I'd like to take your case. That's my inheritance, by the way. Not <laughs> but you're in a hospital room surrounded by cops and nurses. If I were you, I'd move into a motel, then an abandoned graffiti stadium, and limp around town for a few months because somebody else gets murdered. That would be $1,000. Hey, you know who invented wheelchairs? Sick people. <laughs> Bro, why are you covered in green paint? Why is your blown-off toe wider than the rest of you? And why would you feed it to somebody else's dog? tried to hold up a watercolor factory with respect to the toe. The green paint's just because Michael Bay thought it looked cool on me. Sir, this weed whack is not defective. It's just clogged with hair and brain tissue. Have you tried using a calm? <laughs> uh, that's all right. Bro, why are you barbecuing the body parts out here in the middle of Venice Boulevard? Uh, Michael Bay told me to say that chick across the street asked me to give her a hand later with her groceries under the palm tree. I hope I nail her. Wonder if her name's Patty. Well, my name's still Mark Wahlberg, and I persist in my beliefs regarding fitness, despite being wrong about most things. I've been on death row now for almost 20 years, spending my days in a sweaty exercise yard all day around beefy hard asses with swastika tats lifting weights all day. Took some getting used to it first, but I guess it's easier than trying to upstage Christian Bale. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I promise Iron Man will make up for that. 
you didn't have no. a lot to work with, Kelly Wand. No, because it's already there. I can't just do the normal movie. That's what Michael Bay did. I'm not going to make him richer. <laughs> well, so for folks listening, this this if, if you haven't figured this out by now, this is not our Mud podcast. We we had wanted to see Mud. Uh, we can, was, we can still do it. We can get away with it. We could still do a mud podcast, and I, I certainly want to see it. I, I haven't seen it, but uh, it, we, we, there was some scheduling confusion, so we did <laughs> we, we we did an audible, uh, and we swapped out uh, pain and gain for, for, for mud. Um, the Rock for Matt McConaughey. But here was the thing: uh, after seeing pain and gain, uh, I know Dingus had some other things. Go, Dingus had seen mud, so anyway, some things got confused, and Dingus was like, "Well, I could still go see pain and gain," and I just felt like. Dingus is your very good friend. Uh, I wanted to wave you off of pain and gain. Um, so, Kelly Wan, did I make the right call? No, I liked it. It's a good movie. I, the, the, you know, you're, that's just because you were able to do a convincing Mark Wahlberg does not mean you can pull off that sort of stretch. Well, all right, look. You did not like pain ampersand. There was a weird intermittent sigh there that I'm a little confused about. By me or Tom? Yes. Uh I think it's. I think it works because it's really weird. Oh well, so you would not. You think Dingus should see Pain and Gain? Maybe, but Dingus likes really goofy shit sometimes, like I do. And I think if he pull, if he plugs in, his, and we seem to like the same comedies. Okay. I think. You you like you're kind of a very serious man, and you only like comedies with like giant scorpions in them and shit. But <laughs> Well, Dingus, uh, let, let, can I read off a list of things that Michael Bay thinks are funny to Dingus to see if this seems like the sort of comedy he'd want to see? Yeah, but okay, then so, I'll, I'll, have, I'll name some that I thought were funny. We'll see if any are still the same. Okay, well, these are things that uh, Michael Bay I've, – I've seen them – I saw all of these in Pain Ampersand Gain, and they were portrayed as funny things. And I would say maybe all but two of these I have seen in Michael Bay's other movies. So <laughs> – I, I think these are things that Michael Bay genuinely thinks, hey, this is funny. I'm going to put it in this movie. So here you go. I'm just going to read down the list. Uh, black men's penises, explosive diarrhea, fat women, uh, dead women's breast implants, rape, midgets, erectile dysfunction, uh, horny priests who will sexually assault their, their congregation members, uh, dogs biting off people's balls. And uh, and and lisping. Lisping's funny. And all right. in this movie, all of yes, it? all in this movie. Same, some, same scene. No, <laughs> all spread out throughout the movie. And some of these you can see in like uh, Armageddon or Bad Boys Two. Um, also, pretty funny. So from from the optics, what I get, the one major thing I get the sense of is that Michael Bay has somehow reduced Anthony Mackie to. Uh, Bokeem Woodbine in Holmes. Yeah, he's the weak link of the three. Well, the thing is, he's only there because there was... The, the, the whole conceit is it's based on a true story, and Michael Bay insists throughout the movie, like he seems to think this is so incredibly outrageous that nobody would believe it. And there's even a point late in the movie where something happens that I thought, well, yeah, these guys are idiots. They're going to do stupid things like this. So, of course, that happens. But when it happens in the movie, Michael Bay puts up a title card. He freezes the action, and he puts up a title card reading, still a true story. (laughs) Yeah, but that was also the crescendo of the movie was the barbecue. And that was another weird thing about it. 
besides everything, like, okay, barbecue. All right, okay, now it's over. You got what you needed. Like, that's Michael Bay's <laughs> money shot. This would be – imagine if Michael Bay had directed Fargo. Oh, that's what I was just thinking when you said that. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, this I is, see it. This is exactly no, it, that. No, we really mean it. It really is. Right. They they put up – I mean, Fargo didn't really happen, but they put up a title card. They left it alone. You know, they, they know, hey, you read that. Uh, Michael Bay just thinks that this movie is so completely – out that these events are so completely outrageous that they make for an awesome movie. And a lot of stuff he didn't – That's funny to me. <laughs> but see, I don't – Kelly Wand, I can, I can give you one word that will explain this entire movie and that – that's established early on, and throughout the movie, I was thinking, yeah, this is completely plausible based on this one word. And that one word is Florida. Oh, because it's shaped like a gun. <laughs> I thought you were going to say plastics. <laughs> no, no, not, not a graduate reference. This is totally the kind of stuff that, like, what what happened in Florida just this past week? Didn't Isn't that where the woman tried to cut a dude's penis off? Um, what well, that's every week. Come on, <laughs> yeah. to be fair. And I mean, every Florida is just full of this kind of. Nutty. The alligators got to eat too. Yeah. Yo. Uh, uh, and there's, there's, by the way, so Michael Bay's Florida. Yeah, there's a shot of an alligator. You know, this is every single thing you would expect about a joke about. It's even Miami, if I'm not mistaken. You'd expect about a joke about Florida, or hey, Florida's outrageous. That's that's in here. Um, yeah, and so are his flags and his slow motion. But what's, it's supposed to be a comedy. So it's to me like it's funny the way if David Lynch had directed Caddyshack would be funny. Like, you just that, can't believe it exists. The, 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 the difference is David Lynch has a sense of style. He's a good director. Michael Bay will every now and then accidentally make a good movie, but I don't think Michael Bay is a good director. Well, wait uh, a minute. The, those boys – what are the boys Boys to men movies? What are, what are those? Bad Boys 2. Bad Boys 2 is not the, – the direction in those is awful, and the second one is downright offensive at times. The only reason Bad Boys 2 isn't insufferable is because Will Smith and uh, Martin's – no, what's it? Lawrence uh, have a really good sense of chemistry, and Michael Bay just lets them sort of riff a lot because he, he wasn't as sort of overbearing as he is in his later movies. Um, but Bad Boys Two is only accidentally good because of the two actors. Armageddon is accidentally good because every now and then a blind acorn, will, a blind squirrel, will dig up an acorn. Blind acorn. acorn. I want Cormac Delta. McCarthy to write the, the book Blind Acorn. It's too depressing. But Armageddon is is awesome Wait. for various reasons because Michael. Michael Bay doesn't know any better than to drown out the stuff that's accidentally good in Armageddon. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't. I didn't find this the least bit funny, Kelly Wan. I thought it was over obvious. I hated his direction. All the little, like he would, he did the little freeze frame effects every now and then, and hilarious. And, and sticking micro cameras on things like I, you know. And he does his. He loves his thing like zoom through the hole in the wall. Which oh my god! With bullets, and you go, oh, that makes sense there. That's an awesome action thing. But he does it here, and it's what's the joke? For no reason, yeah. Cameras flying through. He thinks he's Scorsese. He thinks he's yes. making fellas. And to me, that's fucking hilarious. It's totally worth it for that. Kelly, I don't think he thinks he's Scorsese. I think he's he thinks he's the Cohen brothers because that's also a very that crazy like. Didn't Barry Sonnenfeld wasn't he their DP for a while? But he's doing like these crazy Cohen brothers kind of things. Uh, uh, the chase scene in Raising Arizona, for instance. Like I think yeah. he he he's yeah. like I'm going to do my Cohen brothers movie. Uh, and but, he just he doesn't have that kind of edge or that kind of s- smart humor. I think. No, 
But he's dumb, and the characters are dumb, so it's like – it's very consistent. It's dumbass is being ineptly filmed. It's, I, I laughed a lot. Like I was laughing at Michael Bay and the characters, and the, it was just – and I thought The Rock was really funny in it. He does Oh, I love – that guy can do no wrong as far as I'm He I've stole been. the movie. Well, he, stole, he stole the movie every time he's on camera just because yeah. Mark Wahlberg, by the way, I, I think can be funny, but I didn't think he was funny here. I think yeah, he I think he's be, supposed to be, though. Like, he's supposed to be exactly. the creepy sociopath. He, right. He's doing – but the thing is he does the same thing in Boogie Nights, but P.T. Anderson knows how to make it kind of funny and pathetic. Like, here it's just – it's too earnest and it's trying too hard. And so when the movie's over and you find out that, yeah, this guy is really a guy and here's what he really looks like. Oh, and by the way, he's on death row. <laughs> what? Comedy. I know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Is that funny to you? Why is that so fucking funny to me? It's to just me, so dumb. I don't think that it's a matter of not being funny. If it's funny, it's on accident. The problem is it has no consistent tone to it. Michael Bay doesn't know what to do with it. He can't handle this kind of black comedy. I mean, Michael Bay can barely even ha- – he can't even handle action, um, which is the lowest common denominator. Yeah, and comedy is harder. I, I'm not saying yeah. facetiously either. Comedy is like the hardest thing to do. So you have the least funny guy. But remember when Megan Fox compared him to Hitler like a fiction play? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of see what she's talking about. Because if Hitler directed The Great Dictator, I think it would be like this movie. I just, it, just hey, you, you're, it was very long, though. I can see where if you're not in the mood. Well, also, Kelly Wand, it starts, I think, trying to be uh, a statement on um, America. Basically. Right. I'm going to use flags ironically this time. Not, not only that, but Mark Wahlberg has this this line about America is the most, in quote, most buffed, pumped up country That's on the planet. That's a funny line. And But then the thing is, do the line, get out of the way. He then goes on to explain how it's unpatriotic not to work out. You know, he, it, 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 it oh. just pushes it a little too far. And it's like, yeah, we got the point. Okay, fine. Um, you know, there, for instance – there are a couple of accidentally good lines, like where he says, it's okay, I've seen a lot of movies. That's a funny line, but he does it a couple times. There's another point early on where he says, oh, I read a lot of biographies. That's the same joke, basically. I mean, it's a different subject, but he's making the same joke, I, I think. Well, uh, it's even dumber because it's Michael Bay making it. Like, he's seen movies, and that's his take on directions. Hey, I've seen some movies. I, made, I directed some commercials, so this is going to be great. So it's like he's the Wahlberg character. So it's working for me on that level, too. I'm going to okay, crack well, you, motherfucker. I'm going to make you like this movie. I'm going to totally stare at you while we watch it again. <laughs> I think what you need to you do, crack. you need to get Dingus to see it. Here's something I did like. I do want Dingus to see it, and I, 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 I well, don't think... Is this America stuff, like rah-rah political America stuff? No, it's I mean, ironic. Because it, oh, yeah. it, I, mean, I remember when we saw Killing Them Softly, and we were just all – well, at least Tom and I were really annoyed by the whole we're going to constantly throw political messages at you in the middle of your movie that you're watching. Is that what's going on here? Um, no, it goes on early on, um, and then it, it, it's supposedly ironic, uh, and there are weird beats where Wahlberg decides he's going to – you know live a normal suburban life and he's going to be friends with the neighborhood kids. He's going to teach the neighborhood watch. And by the way, and here's an example too, when he is going to teach the neighborhood watch, his stripper girlfriend, he's like, okay, now we're going to teach you how to, what is it? How to like identify criminals. I need someone to volunteer to pretend to be a (laughs) 
right, to pretend to be a rapist. Now, the joke. He's laughing. He's laughing. Well, the, the joke there should be, oh, Mark Wahlberg doesn't understand that that's in poor taste, and he says it in front of all these people. But for Michael Bay, what really makes the scene funny yes. is to then have a shot of everybody in the audience raising their hand because they want to pretend to be the rapist with the hot stripper. But hold on. The joke is not over yet. It can still be mined for more comedy, according to Michael Bay. So we then go further to, to see the wife scowling at the husband, who has just yeah. raised his hand because he wants you to the rape finish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why is that funny to me? It's so tasteless. It's funny. It's, 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 it's like Mel Brooks. If he'd had like a, if he was traumatized and he had like a concussion. <laughs> And you thought everything was funny or nothing was funny. That's what that scene is. Well, well, Mel Brooks has like the rape jokes, and Mel Brooks goes over the board too. Like, there's that whole rape joke where the guy says uh, rape, blah 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 blah. Right? You said rape twice. I like rape. Well, that's not funny. That's just not funny. Also, from a different time, by the way. Like, I, I think even Mel Brooks would know better than to do that in a contemporary movie. Uh, and what, what movie is that from, by the way, Dingus? Blazing Saddles. But I yeah. thought it was just a reflection on that one character. Or he's just trying to fit in with the... Well, and see here, the joke, oh, Mark Wahlberg thinks, you know, we're going to do a rape demo. Oh, the husbands want to pretend to be rapists. Oh, the wives are angry at their wacky husbands. You know, here, this is not a reflection of a character. This is a reflection of what Michael Bay thinks is funny. I saw it as every single person in the movie is horrible. There's a horrible <laughs> person. And that's the word. It's like, the, it's a universe where everyone sucks. Which, the director. Right, which I kind of have a problem with because there's no – you could be sympathetic towards Dwayne Johnson because, by the way, he mm. – most everything he does – I mean, now some of the stuff falls he's like just, He's like Tommy Staten Church in uh, – whatchamacallit? Spider-Man? Movie. No, no. The one I just saw, the freaking Killing, Killing Joe? Killer Joe? Killer Joe? Killer Joe, yeah. He's like that guy. Um, I get the sense more that he uh, – He's just he's just so inherently likable and funny. Well, how does he – can sure. you just tell me as somebody who hasn't seen the movie, just uh, humor me for a second. How does he get into it? He's the reluctant one who's a Christian uh, who has to be coaxed, but he's really dumb basically. And he has to be coaxed by Mar Mark Wahlberg into doing this this heist. And as the heist gets increasingly violent – he becomes increasingly tormented, and he turns to cocaine. He hooks up with a stripper, and he becomes basically the the. He's the worst one. Yeah, he's the and one the that dumbest. goes over the top, and who ends up grilling hands to try to bake the fingerprints. Because it's off too smoky inside. When they have to get rid of a corpse. Oh, what about when they're trying to run over what's his name, and he's they they talk him into doing. And he's all, well, we killed him, and then they're all, no, you did, you drove. Like after they egg him on to do it. <laughs> was, See, Dingus laughed. Here's the, here's the. Well, wait, is, is Mark Wahlberg like his personal trainer, or how do they know? They each both work at the same gym. They yeah. work there. They, they, yeah, nothing happens for any reason. Like Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> okay, we're gonna. I hate this guy, so let's take all his money, make him sign things, and they just torture him for like ten hours. They put, they crush, and and Tony Shaw, that, that, that this was making Tom insane, is like he acts like it doesn't even hurt that much. He's just like constantly going, ah, you guys always torture me like that's his take on it the implication yeah and the implication well, is that he's he's tough enough and he's seen enough he's uh, the ball he's supposed to be like the dabney coleman well like, also right. personal training is sort of about torture dingus you've you've already thought far more about this than michael pay <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> uh and uh, the rock saves him his jewishness and 
I can see that coming a mile away. Please. No, that's the thing. They're all very telegraphed. It's Here's, okay. the, the bit that I did like, that I really liked, and I was like, oh, I, it made me want to see that thing where, where Dwayne Johnson plays the Tooth Fairy, which is it actually called the Tooth Fairy. Yes. Uh, where it, it thought, this guy is a comic genius. I want to see other movies that he's been in, and I don't care if they're bad because I enjoy this line so much. It's the bit where uh, they're, where Mark Wahlberg is trying to get the, the code to the safe, the combination to the safe, and he calls uh, Anthony Mackie, who's accidentally killed the woman, and Dwayne Johnson is just sitting on a lounger drinking a bottle of vodka saying, did you get the code? Have you got the code yet? Did he give you the code? Like, I loved that little scene with just yeah. him in the background. And I don't know if that was scripted. I don't know if, you know, Michael Bay intended, okay, Dwayne, sit back there and every now and then ask about the code. Uh, I, I loved him there. Um, what about when they get to the safe? Like, yeah, you did it. And he's like, man, this is, you, we're the greatest team ever. And then they don't get the number because the, like, it happens on the phone right then. Like, they, they have, they're 99% of the way there and then they choke. Kelly one, I think I'd rather watch Boogie Nights again. It doesn't have to be an either or, dude. There's enough room in the movie universe for both these films. I would rather watch Boogie Nights twice than watch Boogie Nights and Pain Ampersand Game. He's just doing he mines comedy, his technique similar to what Bruce Willis does with the asteroid Armageddon. <laughs> I dare you. Like that. So you should like both of them. First of all, they didn't mine the asteroid. They that blew it up. No That's right it. <laughs> Dynamite's <laughs> mining. Coal miners use dynamite. Bruce Willis nukes space dust. <laughs> you were the worst at astronomy. What? <laughs> By the way, Kelly Wan, what I've was never the, been so insulted. What was the circumference of that asteroid? <laughs> uh, you killed him. No. <laughs> me. Now, the correct answer is Texas. Oh. <laughs> uh, is this Kelly Wan the worst Michael Bay movie ever? No, I think it's my favorite Michael Bay movie, and the only other good one's Rock. Wait a minute. You're saying this is better than Armageddon? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. That's an easy one. Give me something hard. Dingus, see the movie. <laughs> Tom's an idiot. For not, not making you see it. I you should have known you were on that train. I would have said, no, don't listen to Tom. You have to see it to like earn your two hours worth of Tom. You could be with me on this. Look, Tom thinks he's winning this argument. Just because the movie's terrible and Michael Bay. I'm sorry, I'm still stuck on you saying, give me something hard. One, two, three, what do you need? Got 180 degrees, and I'm between. All right, so it's an even split. Dingus, you're now going to have to see Pain Ampersand Gain to uh, to break the tie here. But he's some mud. Why doesn't he opsize it for us? I, I won't do that because I want to talk about it with you, goofballs, when we see it. I'm excited about Kelly the fact that uh, somehow um, Anthony Mackie went from Bokeem Woodbine to Garrett Morris during your synopsis. <laughs> That's racist, first off. Secondly, I'm terrible. <laughs> I make no pretensions. But apparently it doesn't work. I go, oh, I'll just act so stupid that the lack of content will be obscured, but then you guys just listen even harder. I go, ugh. Now I'll say the thing about waiting for you to say even harder. Listen to spears. <laughs> uh, let's do a three by three. That's enough of pain ampersand gain. Oh, it's only two hours and fifteen minutes of the greatest comedy ever filmed. <laughs> Is it better or worse than Zapped? Oh, see if Michael Bay made Zapped. It opens with flag. 
which I believe I mentioned on my flagcast a couple is, weeks ago. Is it better or worse than Your Highness? Handle that shit, brother. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kelly One's right. Pain and pretend gain is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> See? Let's now do a three by three. Dingus, what do you got for us this See, week? very going to be very upset next week when he finds out you didn't like his mic. Oh, Jesus, he coming back? Yeah, he's got, he's back next week. That guy from Metacritic? Uh oh, uh, who came here from Metacritic? Oh, geez. All right. Since he's boycotting you until you change, you add Chick to your first name and you change your last name to his faggot. <laughs> Wait, then what would my full name? How would it? How would that appear Tom on like is on a, a password? Would be Tom Chick faggot, but you would have a initial I A, and the A it wouldn't need a period, I guess. So your acronym would be T F. So he's boycotting the podcast until I do that. Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. I found out if you even agree with him, he just gets worse. <laughs> so just don't. Just, you know, tune it out. So he's not hearing this because he is boycotting the podcast. Yeah. Right? yeah. But he also thinks it's the best one we've done. <laughs> Good. Well, we're not done yet. So, uh, Dingus, where do we go from here with this podcast? <laughs> Segway. That's I mean, all right. This is uh, fingers. Oh, this is a good one. I like the stingus. I really thought when you announced this last week that you were just making a joke. It was. Why didn't you stop me before I rattled off three things of which I think two are now on my list? Oh, we're going to have a tie. I'm going to tie you, Tom, I predict. Well, uh, Kelly Wan, you start us off because you were announcing next week's three by three. So what's your number three pick for fingers? So Dingus said it. Because there's this great moment in Mud where one of the kids. Oh, never mind. Sorry. See, what's that? Is that a tease, or is he is he trolling us, or is he just really baked? Kelly Wand, who can say? <laughs> what's that from? Uh, it has movie, my name in it. Uh, a little movie called Moonlight Kingdom. They don't say your name though. Moonrise Fool. Moonrise. <laughs> No, it's another movie. I was thinking of something yeah. else you haven't seen. Yet. Of, you're thinking of Moon, TV show. Moonrise Sonata. <laughs> thinking of the Moon over Miami. What is that thing? <laughs> All right. Uh, Parador. Yeah, where did I get Miami? Miami, because you just watched a Michael Bay movie. And uh, get it out of your head, unless you have a, a weed whacker. That wasn't a weed whacker. It was a chainsaw, by the way. I, I, it's, come on. I'm not supposed to know things. <laughs> I'm not a body whacker. <laughs> I like how they couldn't – it's like you would think the few things they would know from bodybuilding, like anatomy kind of stuff, like never played any part in – like they just showed up at the gym, basically. That was their job. Right. What's Their what, their bodybuilder superpowers didn't really figure into – I thought there was a whole science to bodybuilding. But getting back to fingers, if I may. Yes, uh, Kelly Wand. Fingers are really weird, and I look at mine a lot because I hunt pecs. I'm always looking at my fingers. They're constantly my only view. Mm-hmm. I like where this is going. Is, well, then it just peters out. But my number three is uh, uh, in Blade Runner, it was always striking to me that um, Rucker Howard breaks two fingers, but Leon doesn't get a broken finger. What's up with that shit? So that's my well, number three. <laughs> why would Leon get a broken finger? Because he breaks a finger for Pris and one for Joanna Cassidy. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, Rucker Howard doesn't. Right. Leon's fingers don't care. I see what you're saying. Fingers always come in twos. Um, I think it's, yeah, I don't, maybe, yeah, I don't, I don't think Leon deserved a, a finger. Right, but why? Well, he's not, Kelly Wan, come on. 
Joanna it, Cassidy, Daryl Hannah. I mean, do, you, do I really need to spell it out for you, Kelly Wand? His mother? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you about my mother. Huh. See? That was your Mark Wahlberg. That would be if Mark Wahlberg played Leon. That's how that seemed. All right, I'm never doing another voice. It's too harsh. I can't do it. All right, Blade Runner, I knew that would be one, so I didn't pick it. <laughs> Listen to the tone. <laughs> yep. Predictable uh, gate wand. Here's one, by the way. Dingus still hasn't seen this. Uh, this is a, a formative finger scene from my youth, and that's the uh, the. I think the character's name is even Toady. Uh, <laughs> a formative finger scene. It is. Uh, it's, it's in Blade Runner when the feral kid throws the uh, Blade Runner. Jesus. I, uh, <laughs> in Miami? <laughs> it's in Road Warrior. Not Blade Runner. It's in Road Warrior when the feral kid throws the boomerang and a character named Toadie, and that's his name and his relationship to Lord Humongous, uh, goes to, to grab the boomerang before it can go circle back to the feral kid. And the feral kid has this cool metallic glove on one of his hands that he uses for the boomerang. So when uh, Toadie reaches up to grab the boomerang, which we know, by the way, is sharp because it's already killed that Rod Stewart-looking guy uh, by hitting him in the head, when Toadie reaches up to grab the boomerang, it just neatly lops off the tips of his fingers. Wait, is this your number three? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were just talking. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. I'm I'm doing the three by three. The actual three. By <laughs> I was gonna say because that's a pretty good one, and he's not even talking about his three. Yeah. And the funny thing is, everybody because they're all the bad guys, uh, they laugh. Yeah. And, and, and Toadie kind of weakly smiles like he has to pretend it's funny too. Uh, yeah. Fingers gone <laughs> right. <forever. laughs> uh, all right. No, so that guy's dumb. He's dumb. Toadie. Yeah. Does he's he die? A... By the way. Uh. They need silverware to eat the last meal, so yeah, he starves to death because he's in the fingers. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I, I I so vividly recall how most of the characters die in um in Road Warrior, like the Mick Jagger guy, you know, falling off. A lot of them. Wait, go on. Well, well, humongous dies when the I remember how he dies. Well, he's the, yeah. They save the most dramatic sort of head-on crash for him. Yeah. Is that guy gonna be? Are the other people going to be recast in Thunder Road? Like, is there going to be another gyro? Is it a reboot or is it a sequel? What are they doing with Thunder Road? Uh, I think it's a sequel after all. I thought it was a reboot, but it's not. It was the last thing I read that's probably bullshit. Well, the problem with it, well, you know what, if it has Charlize Theron, like, the problem with <laughs> being a reboot, like a road. So you get to run away from the car, like, the wrong direction, like Prometheus. <laughs> Yeah, we don't know. Uh, uh, All right, so uh, Road Warrior is my number three. Uh, Looks like we will not get that scene in the sequel then uh, for Thunder Road. All right, well, everything's a sequel and a reboot now. Like Evil Dead's supposed to be both, apparently. Skyfall. (sighs) That's not a boot. Skyfall kind of reboots things. Because it was a long time since the last one. It's got the same James Bond. That means it's not a reboot. Killed off an old woman. Dingus, help me out here. Isn't Skyfall have el- doesn't it have elements of a reboot? Yes. It's like an origin story, but for an or- old James Bond. There you go. Exactly. If it has an origin story stuff in it, Kelly Wand, it's a reboot. Robin, it, definitely, but- it definitely has that feel, and we talked about that. I mean, that's what's so wonderful about it. It's it's James Bond as as an aging agent, but it still feels like an origin story. That's why it's so great. It go, right, it taps into his origin story. So but that isn't that's not necessarily a reboot. It would. I bet it would not. I, I bet there are inconsistencies with other 
James Bond movies. Ergo, are no. he's like 900 years old now. That's one thing. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly, let me give you a, a task. Um, my son, is, my son is eight years old, and he is uh, really interested in comic book movies right now. And so we're watching the Spider-Man movies. And he's like, is there a fourth one? Can we watch the fourth one? And I said, well, there is a fourth one, but it's a reboot. So how do you describe what a reboot is to an eight-year-old? You go, the people who made the first three didn't think Sam Raimi made them enough billions, so they fired him and hired new people to tell you the first movie again. (laughs) So everything you just saw didn't happen, only this one. Forget all these, throw them away. Not part of the story. Superman Returns, throw it away. So he wants to Superman 4, and what what you would tell him is the three movies you just watched don't exist. Well, you got to explain prequels, too. Does he know that yet? Well, he's disabused. He he refuses to watch the prequels. He has no interest in that. Good, but he but he loves watching comic book movies and asking what's the next one that's in there. Just I mean, go. Is there a third Iron Man? Is there a fourth Spider Man? Well, there's not a fourth Spider Man, but there is a fourth movie. And so explaining the the how everything falls in the X Men universe is really difficult. But if I if I try to tell him, look, there's no real fourth Spider-Man movie, but there's a fourth Spider-Man movie. It's a reboot. I can't really tell him what that means. Um, just tell him it's a different universe. All right. Also, the thing is, I know that as a father, it's going to be hard for you to hear, but you cannot protect your son from the prequels forever. He's going to be at a friend's house. They're going to be on. Something You're going to, is going to happen. Spider-Man's to show him, and soon all that will be left are those. What I can be certain of is that he's not going to be in the room for them because he won't be interested. What about Star Wars 7? He's going to mm. Good point. We'll all be dead by then. Dingus, what is your number three pick uh, yeah. for a finger in a movie, or plural, fingers? All right, here's a quote from it. Hey, I changed my mind. Shoot this piece of shit, will you? Uh, pain and gain. I didn't see it. That was a toe. Right. Yeah, out of finger. Sure. That was oh, I love not knowing the movie and hearing Tom say toes are just foot fingers, so they count. <laughs> the fins are <laughs> top pick of your nose. Uh, yeah, you're right. Your eyes are fingers for your skull and ears. I'll break this topic all new ways, Tom. Are <laughs> we supposed to guess Dingus's movie? No, you're not. So, hey, hey, I changed my mind. Shoot this piece of shit, will you? It's from the opening scene of Reservoir Dogs. And Joe uh, goes, gets up to pay the check. And um, he says, hey, I changed my mind. Shoot this piece of shit, will you? And Mr. Blonde points at Mr. Orange and does this little finger gun thing. And I love that. I love that little finger gun thing that he does because of the way it plays out for the rest of the movie. So that's it. I do that all the time when I see people I know. I invented that, and I also invented where you do it and you go like that. <laughs> yeah, but I invented, I perfected it, Kelly Wand, by adding a wink to it. I invented the middle finger where you crank it up so your middle fingers stick up. Hey, that's one. That's my number two. <sighs> what? Can, can you hear this? <laughs> Uh, I'll turn it up. Kelly Wan, what is your number two favorite finger in a movie? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Phantasm. 
Is that your number one? It is. Uh, <laughs> all of mine are fingers getting cut off. Yeah. Uh, so, Kelly Wan, what makes this a good finger in a movie? What's no- it's, it's the most mileage I've ever – I've ever. Yeah, I had everything to do with it. Uh, filmmakers get out of a finger in any movie. I don't know how much backstory I want to give for Phantasm, though. I won't just lose Dingus. I think we've all seen Phantasm. Uh, yeah, this finger, this finger can, can uh, basically uh, transform – into a bug, can't it? It's an old man's uh, who runs a more. It's a mortician's finger. Yeah, but it's no mortician. He's the tall man, Kelly Wong. Right, tall, tall mortician. This finger can transform into a bug. <laughs> Remember what happens to it? Uh, it gets put down in garbage disposal. Right. By Jody. Yeah. What was the other brother's name? Mike. Mike is the younger brother. Jody's yeah. the older brother. Anyway, they also never repeat that or – like there's never a, th- a finger thing in any of the other phantasms that I remember. No, but there is a uh, – it's kind of like a scarab beetle thing in um, Bubba Hotep, which is very reminiscent of the bug that gets loose. Coscarelli. Yeah, it's a very Coscarelli thing. Yeah. Um, so wait a minute. In the other movies, like a piece of the tall man doesn't turn into an, a monster or something? They don't follow up on that? He doesn't lose any pieces of himself, although he gets eaten by balls. <laughs> well, and his finger comes back. Like there's a like he basically demonstrates when he shows up later on. Hey, my finger's back. Suck it. Like in he- the porn one, it's cubes, by the way. <laughs> and you're gonna be in trouble. What? Uh, but yeah, it's a bug, right? It turns into a bug. Uh, it turns into a very. It's a. It's a practical effect too. It's not CG, which What's is that all. A- they slam his fingers in the door and cut them off, or one of them off. Just one finger? Just, just one? one? Well, no, no. He cuts all of them off. He cuts a bunch of them off because you see a bunch of them flapping in the door, and he just whacks it with a knife. And there's yellow blood, and there's several of them on the floor. And he takes one of them to show uh, his brother as proof that, hey, there's something creepy going on. Yeah. Check out this old man's finger I just cut off. Right. And then? And and then so he puts it in a box, and he's like, come look at this. And the, the box was moving. Uh because the finger was alive, and then when he opens it, uh, the little bug pops out. It's kind of a jump scare, uh, although I can't imagine that holds up as a jump scare these days. No. Uh, and it flies around, and there's even a vaguely Three Stooges moment where it's flying around, and they don't know where it is, and it crawls up on the guy's head. Uh, and you know, he's, It's the sort of thing where he's standing there looking, and you see it slowly crawling up, and it's on his head. And they, there's very comical stuff where they're pretending that it's under a blanket, and it's jerking them around because it's so powerful. Right. Banging around in the living room. Space time. And, and I think they even knock off some of these like very 70s banister railing things that they have on their steps there. Um, oh, yeah. Agree. See, it's like when Bruce Campbell that flips himself over in the yeah. second Evil Dead. That's more impressive athletically than two grown men pretending that a finger bugs in a potato sack. Well, I'm not sure that you would consider Mike a grown man. I think he was like probably something like 13 when they shot. He was 13, but he had the body of a 14. <laughs> All right. Well, my number that's my number one as well. My number two, and these are, of course, severed fingers. Um, I just hate how uh, – there's a horror movie called Wolf Creek, which one of the awesome things about Wolf Creek is that for maybe about 30, 40 minutes, it's not a horror movie. Um, and so you get to know these characters. It's a, it's a guy and two girls, uh, and they're, they're just 
taken in the sights in Australia. And this crazy guy, and I forget the name, the guy's his, uh, the actor's name, because he's he's a well-known Australian actor, and he normally plays very avuncular characters. Um, and he's a he's a psychopath in this movie, and he ends up Yahoo doing... serious. <laughs> uh, Paul Hogan. That's uh, no. Uh, but at any rate, one woman, before she gets killed, and it's awful, uh, he cuts her fingers off. And nothing really comes of it. It's just it's just this awful, sadistic little touch. And Wolf Creek is one of those movies that I can see people writing it off as torture porn because it's, it's enormously um, affecting to see these characters who you've come to sympathize with and know subjected to this terrible, terrible stuff. Uh, uh, but I think it's a, it's a very well done movie, and if you like horror, um, that's part of what you sign up for is to be affected by awful stuff like that. Um, so I just feel awful that this poor woman in Wolf Creek, before she he basically I don't even want to get into it. He does terrible he, he mutilates her in terrible ways, but beforehand, just to be sadistic, cuts her fingers off, and it's just a really gruesome, just awful, depressing scene. Um, and you know what? If people losing fingers in horror movies, dime a dozen. You see that all the time, and it's usually funny. In Wolf Creek, nope, not funny. Not funny at all. <laughs> and therefore, it's on this list forever. It's my second favorite. And you're laughing at it, Kelly Wand. I know. Well, I laugh when people get hurt. Uh, have you seen Wolf Creek? Do you know that movie? No, you never tried to what? Well, yeah, consider it pitched, Kelly Wand. Mm. Right, Dingus, back me up on this. He's waffling. Torture porn's kind of boring. It's not torture porn. It, it's said. not torture porn. It's it's a brilliant movie. I don't remember the name the name of the guy either. It's Jarrett something. I don't, I don't I know. He sighed miserably when he said the words. Wolf so the, the actor's name is John Jarrett. And the John director, Jarrett, good. Yeah. All right. Uh, and the director is Greg McLean, who unfortunately went on to do one of those terrible alligator movies. Um, <laughs> not what you're expecting. One of the bad ones. Uh, actually, I don't think there's a good. There's a Blackwater is the good alligator movie, but then there's a whole bunch of like really crappy ones. There's one called Primeval. Uh, Greg McLean's uh, the guy who did Wolf Creek. His is called Rogue. I think that's the one with Rada Mitchell. Um, uh, might even have someone like Tom Hardy in it. I think. That's um, the alligator. Well, I love Wolf Creek because it just because how much time it takes to set up its characters and just ratchet up the tension. It's just. Uh, it's, it's yeah. a horrible movie because it's just terrifying to me. Um, but it it takes its time to get where it's going to go, and I really have to respect it. Uh, I do see. I don't know if this is ever going to happen. There is a Wolf Creek two apparently in the works, and I don't know what you would do with that. I mean, it seems like Wolf Creek is a, a once and done thing. Like you can't just redo that formula. Uh, I, I, so I, I don't know what he thinks he's going to do with the sequel. Uh, I, don't, I don't really care to see John Jarrett. Terrorize body of water. Pardon? Just ramp it up. Just make the the water bigger. Like a you river. know what, Kelly? One here's a. This is kind of a spoiler. Wolf Creek um, has scenes that remind me of Mad Max, <laughs> the first movie. Uh, it's so not, not finger boomerang one. <laughs> that's Road Warrior. So right. if you remember, Mad Max is not like Road Warrior. The original Mad Max has this weird 70s sort of violence exploitation vibe to it at times. Um, but there's some there's there's some really cool stuff where Wolf Creek hits the open road. It's unexpected uh, that I really, really liked. And, and uh, Oh, oh, that's a really good point. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. 
Because normally stupid slasher movies, they're just always in woods or closed quarters. And, oh, the bad guy's hiding around the corner. He's down that hallway. You know, what are you going to do with a slasher movie when you're out in the middle of the open desert? Well, Wolf Creek has an answer to that. So I really uh, love uh, how Wolf Creek deals with that because it, it it's like this tension release valve. And then it uh, – yeah, that's a really good point. By the way, I just want to uh, confess something horrible. So, you know, I said uh, Rogue, the alligator movie, it has Rada Mitchell and then someone like Tom Hardy. Uh, I just looked it up. There's someone like Tom Hardy I was trying to think of. Uh, Sam Worthington. Oh. <laughs> was he well, in, he's a funcular. Was he in Minotaur? <laughs> Sam Worthington could not take on a Minotaur. I just want to say Tom Hardy can fight a Minotaur, and he does in the movie Minotaur. Sam Worthington... Oh, you know what? Sam Worthington probably does fight Taylor Kitsch. Taylor Kitsch probably does. Taylor Kitsch and Sam Worthington. Uh, Well, aren't there centaurs on Mars and stuff like that? Yeah. And and those those Titan movies. I'm sure that in one of those Titan movies, Sam Worthington fights. Yeah, in the 3D one, he there's this weird Minotaur (laughs) cage head dude. Oh, rats! Everybody fights Minotaurs. It's not special to Tom Hardy anymore. I'm really bummed about that. (laughs) <laughs> also, I mean, they, if they were cool monsters, they wouldn't need to have a maze. I mean, you know, just show up and kill you. All like, oh, it's, it's a dead yeah, end, well, and there's, there's a bullhead. Now, if there's one thing that makes a cool monster cooler, it's where the monster lives. The more uh-huh. you know. The more you know. Yeah. Uh, in Rogue, they have to go down into the crocodile's den to fight it. Oh. Where does it live? In a den. Oh. Isn't that what you call where a crocodile lives? Yeah, because everybody has a house, and there's the living room, there's a the dining room, and then sometimes there's a den, and that's where the crocodile lives. Crocodile den. All right. Wait, uh, it's, it's a rug in the living room. Yeah. Is it like a lazy boy in there? Tom thoughts. <laughs> My thoughts are that Dingus should tell us his number two pick for a finger in a movie. All right, here's a quote from it. How about I give you the finger, and you give me... My phone call. Oh, yeah. Matrix references. That's the most pedestrian example of someone flipping someone else off. Because Keanu Reeves so does not have the upper hand at any point in that scene. And I guess the movie wants us to think, oh, he's really tough and independent. I never believe any. I love Matrix, but that that's the weak point. He raises his mouth. I love the way he gives him the finger, though. It's so unconvincing. I just love it so much. Uh, I love that moment. It's one of my favorite Keanu Reeves moments where he goes, how about if I give you the finger? Pause. And you give me my phone call. Uh, and when you first see the shot over his shoulder, he just it looks like this pathetic little stubby finger. But then when you look at his punk <laughs> shot, it looks like uh, there's there, there are people who know how to give you the finger, and there are people who don't. And Keanu Reeves is clearly one of those people. Uh, but I just love looking at him across that table with his long, bony, extended finger, giving Agent Smith the finger, and thinking he's so tough, and he's about to have his mouth sealed shut. I love that moment. How about if I give you the finger? Pause. Pause, 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 pause. Wait for it, Dingus. Not yet. Not yet. Pause, pause. Give me another three count. Three, two, and one. And you give me finger my phone call. And Kelly Wan stepped on the joke. Yep. We'll we have to shot. do it again. Yep. <laughs> uh, right. So Kelly Wan, Dingus right now is calling out that, that, that line from Keanu Reeves. is like, like Dingus is enjoying it. I had a conversation with Dingus a couple weeks ago where I played for him the scene where uh, Kurt Russell meets Kim Cattrall at the beginning of Big Trouble in Little China. That Can I ask you a serious question? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Well, then would you ever consider just jumping right in the – sure, but never with someone in your condition. 
Well, let's talk about my condition. What's wrong with it? You should try standing downwind from where I am. It's Miller time. Well, you know what I always say when it's Miller time? So I played that scene for Dingus. He thought, and he, I don't think he was joking, he thought it was legitimately bad. And he said something, tell me, like that they all were, delivered the lines incorrectly. You were just making nothing but disparaging remarks about one of the most perfect meat cutes in all of history. Yeah. What's wrong with you, Dingus? Yeah, Dingus. So many things. No, you know what I, I seriously was going to do, but I, I didn't think that it was a, we would have a good opportunity for it. I was going to make a recording of that scene and then play it here on the Quarter of Three Movie Podcast because everybody knows that scene. It's beloved by cinemaphiles everywhere. I was going to play it on the podcast and have Dingus explain to people what's wrong with it because <laughs> I can only do so much justice to it. I am a trained actor. I have a theater background. I've done classical theater, but I can only do so much justice to that scene between Kurt Russell and Kim Cattrall. I know you can feel the power of it when I do it, but I wanted to play it for people and then have people listen to Dingus being completely wrong about how it's a bad scene. <laughs> it was totally Kurt Russell's I dropped my pipe Watson moment. <laughs> <laughs> and yet Dingus loves, how about you give me my phone or whatever the line is. You, yeah, see, you, you, yeah, go ahead. How about um, I flip a little you little more off, Keanu Reeves. Go ahead. And then you make, and then you hand me the phone. <laughs> All right, Dingus, that is yeah. – the thing is, it is a funny scene, and I can certainly see Keanu Reeves, like, well, probably puzzling over, you know, do I raise my side fingers to buttress it, or do I just have it standing out alone? Do I extend I, the the far fingers outward right. like some people do? There's no buttressing. It's just one lone finger. Right. Yeah, and I will say, Dingus, it's a choice. Is that his uh, catchphrase for the whole trilogy? His middle finger raised. That <laughs> that character. No, his catchphrase is "It's a choice." Kelly, one. Speaking of trilogies, if your picks for favorite fingers were a trilogy, what would be the number one uh, installment in your trilogy? Bum bum bum. Uh, Sharky's machine. I think he gets his fingers cut off in that. Oh, God! I remember that. Wait, I think. Go ahead. Sorry, I cut you off. Because, yeah, that's, I'm just now remembering that. Explain this. Well, the first time I saw people get their fingers cut off in a movie. And then it's like he turns it around after that and then, like, flips the table over and then shoots the dude in the stomach. And I go, oh, he had to, he had to lose two fingers to make them think that they'd broken him before he could go for the gun. So it taught me a little survival tactic. You <laughs> Two fingers or two toes, like in payback, will totally lull your enemies. You know what I remember about that, Kelly Wand, is I remember seeing that as a kid and being shocked that, you know, hey, this is the guy in Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. And they love that. He just got his fingers. He's getting tortured. You can't do that to Smoke or the Bandit. You can't do that to him. I just remember <laughs> thinking that. Back. Especially if you thought it was Smokey that was getting it done to. I, I'm a little rusty on my CB lingo, Dingus. What if Jackie right. Gleason had done that to him, and that was the, that was the, uh, the newly discovered ending of Smoking the Bandit? <laughs> is he captures him, and it's torture porn, and Junior's there. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> uh, can I remake every movie with torture porn and Jackie Gleason? Those I think that's, that's what this podcast has been about. Yay! We've proved something. We did it together. All right. Well, my number one pick was Phantasm. So, Dingus, that's now down to you. What is your number one pick for a finger in a movie? 
So far, you haven't had any severed fingers, which is clearly all of ours have been either severed or, in the case of Blade Runner, severely injured. Dingus, all of yours, the fingers have remained unscathed. Remember, though, he said fingers or hand, like he at the last second, he like expanded the. Oh, is this? Oh, so are we going to hear Kelly one, the one where he gave himself wiggle room? Ah, I get it. Wiggle, huh? Or a glove. This is really, I I didn't use severed fingers because I just like the way some actors use their hands. Um, (laughs) But then it's a different topic, you fucker. (laughs) I mean, well, that's why I didn't say that, but I'm just saying that. All right, here's, and this is not severed fingers, although there are severed things in this movie. Uh, Here's a quote from it. I like that he gave us a clue beforehand, Kelly. That that helps. Injury O'Connell's dick. Okay, let's see what happens. Long is the way and hard that out of hell leads up to light. Uh, I feel like I would know this. Drive angry. Wait. Um, Wine in winter. (laughs) The apartment. Do it it without. Do it in the right accent. I think your 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 bad acting's throwing off my. I apologize. Long is the way and hard that out of hell leads up to light. Midnight run. Here's here's the next line that comes in. There are seven deadly sins, Captain. Is he doing Star Trek? Oh, my God, it's a Star Trek movie. Oh, no. Wait, what? Dingus. There's no good finger action in a Star Trek movie. It's got to be like he likes the way William Shatner pressed the button or something. Uh, Yeah, I know. I bet that's what it is. (laughs) All right, Dingus. He goes, like that. With his fist. I know it's an audio podcast. Maybe. Are you guys really king on the word captain in that last quote? Well, you said it. What? Who else? Is- Here's the quote that I just said. There are seven deadly sins, Captain. Star Trek. There's seven Star Trek movies. Oh, good Lord. Is it African Queen? Does Does she call him, does she call Humphrey Bogart captain in that? What about Captain's Courageous? How many captains? <laughs> How about if Arlie Ehrman was the captain of your police force, you jerks? Arlie oh. Ehrman. First of all, his name isn't Ehrman. That's the thing you wear around your neck. You yeah. skin it and keep your neck warm. But if you're talking about Arlie Ermy in Seven... What's your malfunction, Miroski? <laughs> My major malfunction is... Okay, so what's the finger in Seven? Is it is it Brad Pitt thumbing through his copy of, of Paradise Lost or whatever? No, this is fairly pedestrian. This is just the way Morgan Freeman uses his hands in the scene where he's telling them. <laughs> I still don't know what it is. Go ahead and giggle. <laughs> Um, like, what is that? What the, what, Morgan, Kelly Wand, it's the scene where Morgan Freeman uses his hands. He was <laughs> the Star Trek. He was Mr. Spock and Holtz. No, it's from Seven. Oh. Well, I assume. I mean, I don't remember. I mean, so far he's missed. though. And why, who's called Captain? I don't remember. Yeah, he's oh, wait. talking to his captain. He's, co- he's talking to Arlie Ermey, who's sitting there in front of him. And he's, tell- and he's explaining to his captain, Arlie Ermey, and to Mills, Detective Mills, what is going on here. He's about to go to be retired, and he's explaining to the two of them, look, this is, this is a bigger deal than you think it is. And what he does is Somerset, played by Morgan Freeman, shows them first the picture of gluttony. He shows them the picture of the grease that gluttony is written in he shows them that picture and then he shows them greed that is written in blood on the carpet and he shows it to both of them and then he says there are seven deadly sins and he says sloth wrath pride lust and as he counts out the sins as he talks about the seven sins the four sins in the middle sloth 
wrath, pride, and lust. Let me get these in order. Sloth, wrath, pride, and lust. He counts them out on his hand while he's holding up the pictures with his other hand. And he does this awesome thing. I've never seen somebody do this. He counts them out starting with his pinky. And he goes, sloth, wrath, pride, and lust. And then he turns to uh, Mills and goes, and envy. But he does the counting with starting with his pinky and then counting up with that. I've never seen somebody count a, a, a segment of four things going starting with your pinky and then counting out. And I just love the way Morgan Freeman's hands look, the way he hands that whole scene and the way he uses his fingers when he counts that out, using the pinky first and counting up the sins from Sloth, the Wrath, Pride, and Lost. I just love that so much. And when I was thinking about fingers, I was thinking about severed hands and and there's a, there's a couple of runners up I've got for later on but I really love the way in 7 Morgan Freeman just counts that out counts those those seven deadly sins out but he just counts those four out on his fingertips you know every now and then somebody picks something on a 3 by 3 that is completely and utterly scoop proof Dingus, this is one of those. Yes, exactly. <laughs> hey, uh, I invented that's, that's a nice way to put that way the way Tom. <laughs> I can kind of I think like I think maybe I can sort of see in my head the scene you're talking about, but I I might just be confusing with having recently seen Morgan Freeman in Oblivion. So maybe I'm just thinking. Oh, 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 oh I'm so mad at you right now. <laughs> I'm so mad at you. Well, let's see what. Uh, let, maybe that one did get scooped, Dingus. Let's see if uh, anyone has. Sometimes a finger's just a finger, Tom. Uh, thank you, Winston Churchill. Not worth. <laughs> say thank you, Winston Churchill. Didn't Churchill say that? Everything clever was said by either Churchill, Shakespeare, or the Bible. Everybody knows what? that. But they were quoting the Bible the first two, weren't they? Um, sometimes. But so it does. That doesn't disprove my point. I wasn't listening. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dingus, what uh, do we have? Do we have any listener submissions for for favorite fingers? We have a slew of them. Ladies. A slew! Holy cow! Dingus, start start off. the counting with your pinky. Oh, Kelly yeah. Warren, were you gonna? Okay, Kelly, you, you you do the joke. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, Dingus, count your pinkies as numbers. <laughs> Tom, is that what you wanted me to say? <laughs> Close enough. Was I'll that better than that. how you would have said it? <laughs> I was just guessing. I think it was better my way. But anyway. I'm going to start counting only on my pinky, yeah, by the way. When I, I count things off. One. <laughs> no, I'll count to ten. I'll, but each one will be on my pinky. I'm also going to use my pinky for A when I'm using letters. I'm going to flip B. people off with my pinky. Yeah. When I give people the bird, I'm going to use my pinky. They don't, they why, don't know. Why'd you start with Kelly Wan for pinky? Why is he Mr. Pinky? Ah, very good, Dingus. Uh-huh. See? See, he's trying to sidetrack us. <laughs> he didn't deliver it very well. Good joke. <laughs> All right, so Dingus, give us this slew of, of listener submissions. I'm looking forward to hearing what we got. All right, the first one comes from Rhiannon McLean, which is – what a cool name, Rhiannon McLean or McLean. Rhiannon. All the fun names. So, hey, Tom, Christian, and Kelly Wand, here in reverse order are my three favorite – Finger scenes from films, or at least the first three that came to mind. Number three, in X-Men 2, Mystique gives the parenthetical blue scaly finger to some guards as she evades capture by sliding under a closing door. That's a good one. I love that because I've just watched X-Men 2 with my son recently, and I love that she gave him the finger that way. Number two, in Little Shop of Horrors, Seymour discovers what his amazing and interesting new plant feeds on when he cuts his finger on a thorny rose. As he stops singing for a moment to examine the wound, he hears Audrey 2 making little kissy sounds as it begs sweetly for the drop of his blood. 
Kelly Wong, could you do a rendition of those sounds for us? Um, <laughs> very good. Ellipsis. <laughs> oh, I'm done now. And number one, in Terminator 2, a hapless asylum security guard is surprised at the late-night trip to the coffee machine when he comes face-to-face with himself. As he struggles to comprehend, his other self just raises a finger and points at him. The finger elongates into a mental metal spike, and his coffee cup drops to the floor as he suddenly speared through the eye. Oh, that is a finger, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that T-800 finger. Nice. That's after the... She does it with the milk carton too, and the stepdad, doesn't she? When that's the whole hand, and that's the, that's the wolfy moment. But yeah, that's her whole arm. Knives and stabbing implements. Knives and stabbing weapons. By the way, I saw real quick. I saw Last Stand, uh, the the Schwarzenegger movie. Man, he. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? Yes, yes, Kelly Watch. <laughs> no segue required. Glossing over some very important parts of the story. I don't know if you guys realize, Arnold Schwarzenegger was in Terminator 2. Do you guys know that? It wasn't a Robert Patrick movie. It's a perfectly good segue. I just, want, I felt, I just felt that – I can't watch him. I mean, I just, Schwarzenegger's like a joke now. Uh, I can't watch him trying to be serious. He's, he's completely trying to be serious in The Last Stand. He's a joke in the, the Expendables movies, and they know it. They put him in the little car, and it's funny. Um, I just, I, how could, he can't make serious movies anymore. It's just not going to work. I've decided. Hmm. But, and plus, I, I wanted to say knives and stabbing weapons. But you said Michael Bay couldn't make funny movies. So now I, I stand by both of those statements. So uh, there. He's, I don't know. At any rate, okay, so Rhiannon McQueen. But he was trying to be funny. So Rhiannon says, I can't wait to hear about everyone else's favorite fingers. Bye till next week's regard, Rhiannon. Hmm. Uh, Very good. So next we have Fred and Lynn. Uh, Number three, the movie Kids Butterscotch, yo. Let Mr. Wan explain this one for those who don't know the scene. Kelly Wand. Uh, I think there's a finger involved. I don't remember that movie very well. All right, number two, Sean ends <laughs> conspicuously missing fingers in U-turn. Finger and kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, there is a gruesome – yeah, yeah, I, I know that one. Okay. So, Fred and Lynn, uh, you're going to have to uh, jump onto the forum and explain your uh, kids' butterscotch yo. I'm sorry, I failed. I'll help you. I'm and number cool. one – Tim Roth earning $1,000 by chopping off the pinky finger in the last scene of Four Rooms. <laughs> Somebody actually saw Four Rooms. Yeah. That's All from uh, Alfred Hitchcock Presents and a Roll Doll story, so in a way... And Royal Tenenbaums. Uh, Why did you just go, ugh, at Royal Tenenbaums, Kelly Wand? Because um, it's a different thing. Somebody chopping, getting their pinky chopped off. In Tannenbaums? Yeah, Margot Tannenbaum. Oh. It's a, it's one of the, uh, the odd Wilson brother, the one, uh, future man, uh, cuts off her finger. He's playing a Mennonite and he cuts off Margot Tannenbaum's pinky finger. Uh, Come on, Dingus, tell me that wasn't one of your runners up. So See? in the piano. Never mind. Very good, very good, Kelly. Ah. All right. Way to, right. way to campion it up. So Fred and Lynn say, sorry we missed last week. Bummed about the kids thing. I feel really stupid. Butterscotch seems like it should be something instantly memorable. Kelly Wanda, I need you to bone up on your Larry Clark. <laughs> Get it? Because <laughs> it's finger bone. 
Sorry. Uh, I love that movie, Fingerbone. That's about a little monkey, right? Rose McGowan. All right, so Paul Weimer is next. Hi, guys. I got to hand it to you. Uh, lots of movies with finger and finger scenes. Number three, DuPont Angus McFadden does a classic and iconic finger steeple gesture at the climax of Equilibrium as his right-hand man, Brandit, played by Tay Diggs, faces off against Preston Christian Bale. I love Equilibrium, but I have never seen Angus McFadden in anything that where I didn't instantly forget him afterwards. Do you not like MI6? I loved the first few episodes of that, and as that series went on, I grew to hate that, and partly because of that Angus McFadden fellow. Come on, he he just he like vanishes from your your sight. I mean, from your memory as soon as you stop looking at him. He's one of the most nondescript English people ever conceived, and that's why he's perfect for that show. I love that show, and I think he's perfect for it exactly for that. Did reason. you stick with the whole with the whole run of it, Dingus? I'm gonna say no. Ah, you're lucky. You're lucky. I wish I wish I was in your position. I don't remember watching Zelig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Things Kelly Wan said tonight that I need to look up. All right, go ahead. So I I, I, I always appreciate a good equilibrium reference, but I, I forgot that Angus was in that. Oh. I hate wearing flip flops. What? I didn't get that. Things Dingus said to me that yeah. I to look up. Okay, good. <laughs> I'll have what he's having. <laughs> uh, Paul Weaver's number two, the long, gnarly, gnarly being G N A R L Y, long fingernail. What fingers. is it not? Yeah, what is it not? Dingus? What is gnarly G less? <laughs> when kindergarten when, teacher, you. When Sean Penn says it. Uh, the long, gnarly. Uh, long-nailed fingers on William Defoe's William Defoe's Orlock in Nosferatu. Ah, okay, Paul, you can't spell Will, William Defoe William. Paul. Okay. Oh, I like Dingus. Dingus now deflecting from the fact that he does not know how to spell gnarly, even when Sean Penn yeah. says it. Gnarly is never Gilles. <laughs> He's wonderfully expressive with them, as well as being dangerous weapons. What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I zoned out for about an hour and a half. <laughs> Number one, Deckard hanging on for his life on a rain slick girder I by see. one hand's fingers in Blade Runner. Even higher tension than usual because we know a couple of his fingers were recently broken. Best regards, Paul Beamer. How many of those would have been broken, Kelly Wand? Uh, and then he has to grab the thing. <laughs> uh, carry the circumference 40 left. Remember when Ridley Scott made movies that weren't crappy? That was before we were born. That was, be- <laughs> was before he started to try harder. Hey, I mean, I don't. Who says try harder? The Guy Pierce character. <laughs> By the way, there's debate on the internet about no, whether Batman dies. No, no, whether Batman dies at the end of Dark Knight Rises. So I'm not the only fool who thought it made less sense that they would be sitting at that table at that exact same restaurant and he'd be there right then. Then, oh, a guy jumped off a fucking helicopter. So there. Huh. <laughs> all right, Dingus, can continue with the slew. What, what else do we got? Zelig, the last... All right. Your defense is, I'm not the only fool on the internet. <laughs> all right, the next one is... Josh Lubliner. 
which is a cool name, Josh Lubliner. I think Josh Lubliner should marry Rhiannon McLean because Rhiannon Lubliner, that's just too awkwardly perfect. I love that. Well, uh, can we take her name, Josh McLean? Mm. It does sound like a Die Hard movie, actually. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead. So Josh Lubliner, what, what has he given us? I think almost all movies have fingers, so this is a bit difficult. <laughs> Wait a minute, that would make it easy. Pick, pick your three favorite movies, you're good to go. Jaws, uh, Casablanca, Toy Story 2. Done. <laughs> Boom. Ask you a movie. Uh, I mean The Fountain. I want to sub in The Fountain. Sorry. <laughs> That's got toys in it. By the way, Kelly Wan, do you know, I think you guys saw this, how idiotic are we that we do a three-by-three three about tattoos and none of us brings up Hugh Jackman's uh, wedding ring tattoo? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, that would annoy you. Good Because we're all fountain apologists, so it got through three gates. Yeah. How does that happen? We're dumb. We're I think we've just been doing this so long, we've just, we're, our minds are turned to pudding. So. All right. Anyway, so sorry we interrupted Josh's pick. So, so Josh, I, I I sympathize with his plight. All movies do have fingers. I'm I'm glad someone mentioned that, and that's part of why this was a weird three by three. Yes. So when in our elbows three by three, remember that. <laughs> um, here's what I came up with. Number three. Quote: You don't by any chance have to happen six fingers on your right hand. Oh yeah! Wow. Good. Mm. Good see, but that. But do you ever really see it? Yeah, of course you do. Special effects. He's sitting there on the horse with six fingers on his hand. (laughs) Tom said special effects. Like, duh, man. (laughs) Well, he never six fingers shown quite as... Christopher Guest does not actually have six fingers, Kelly Wan. They had to somehow make a provision for that. They couldn't just cast it based on looking for someone who had six fingers. His fingers go to six. Get it? But that does call to mind... um, Spinal tap. No. no, I got it. You can also mind Silence of the Lambs, actually. That thing just didn't laugh. Sorry, I apologize. Silence of the Lambs what? Because <laughs> in the book, one, the reason that um, Sergeant Pembry falls for the, the trick where he's closed his hands when he's in Georgia is because uh, Dr. Lecter has polydactylism, which means he has six fingers on one of his hands. What? No dingus. And he knows did too. And he knows that if he hides the uh, the the key or the whatever the, the whatever tool he's going to use in the other hand, that the sergeant is going to look at his hand that has six fingers on it instead because he's going to be intrigued by that. Wait a minute. I'm still so in the books. Anthony Hopkins has six. Hannibal Lecter is a six fingered man. Well, on one of his hands, yeah. Which one? Mm-hmm. I'm it's not just, believing a word of this, Tom. Are you? I'm, not, I'm not sure I do either. I mean, sounds, Dingus, Dingus I've would never know. heard that said. No one, no one in all the years we've known people who read the books. Did they well, go, here's oh, the thing. Way, it's got six fingers. They didn't put that in the movie. D- Dingus would know, but he would also know that you and I wouldn't know. Mm, yeah, that's a pretty big gamble because we're pretty smart. Because that's right. Because you do not uh, have any books. immunity to iocane powder, so you would not know that. <laughs> All right, so, All right, so we'll, number three quote is from Princess Bride. Number two quote, which way, up or down? <laughs> We're still guessing quotes. Um, up or down? Up. The, uh, this is from uh, – this is the helping hands in Labyrinth. They, yes, they are oh. hands, but they have fingers. See, I was thinking Alice in Wonderland, and that's sort of like, like Labyrinth's our Alice in Wonderland, our mm. generations, mine and Tom's, even though mm. Tom's born like 16 years before me. <laughs> Idiots. Sorry. And Josh's number one quote, I got it. I got it. Ah, that's got, that's Toadie. 
Very good. <laughs> boomerang. He calls him the boomerang kid in Rogue Warrior. He throws his boomerang, and one of the idiot bad guys tries to catch it with his boomerang. Okay, Josh, just letting you know, that's not one of the idiot bad guys. That's Toady, and it's not the boomerang kid. His name, and it's in the credits, Feral Kid. Hello, Josh. <laughs> I love your pick, but uh, you need to bone up on some of the details, Josh. Get it? Josh said, that's it. I am emphatically not picking E.T. Oh, thank you, Josh. <laughs> that's kind of like picking it almost, though, because now it's in my head. Ah, Kelly Wand is thinking about E.T. Damn it. In the book, uh, he has six fingers, E.T. <laughs> JK. Oh, can I bring one up real quick? Is, is this... Oh, you know what? I'll wait. Well, I just, just because it's relating to E.T., I remember... <gasps> Again, as a kid, being so creeped out by the end of the original War of the Worlds where you only see those weird suction cup fingers uh, flopping out of the tripod. Uh, like, isn't that – actually, no, you do see the weird things in the basement. But don't you at the end of War of the Worlds, don't, don't these fingers, these alien fingers with suction cups on the tip, don't they flop out of a tripod at the end? Yeah, but I saw that and I went, oh, we're not so different. <laughs> <laughs> All right, proceed, Dingus. We both get the cold. <laughs> Jake. All right, the next one is Soren Hoagland. Uh, hi, guys. This turned into best severed fingers, including excluding Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Thanks for ruining that one, Tom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You oblige. Number three, quote, I don't understand how it can be bleeding again, unquote. Uh... That sounds familiar. I'm going to know this when, when Dingus says it. So this is the prestige and the sacrifice the other Borden makes to maintain the illusion. Okay, I don't remember that, but yeah, I, don't. I do know the movie. Uh, yeah, I do, too. Number two, quote, do you have my finger, unquote? This is from the good, the bad, the weird. The reveal of the bad's metal trigger finger and who the finger chopper really is. Okay. Huh? Straight none of us. Kelly, you haven't seen that, have you? What? What is it? The good, the bad, the bad, and the weird, yeah. Uh, it's, by the way, from the director of The Last Stand, I will say. Um, I want to go back to the prestige, because I do remember that now. Oh, what? Don't don't you guys remember the, the... I don't at all, no. The severed finger bit, so they're twins, and one of them is missing a finger? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's such a great pick, and I feel goofy for saying, I don't know what he's talking about, because, yeah, I totally know that now, so... That is how you talk, though. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so the good, the bad, and the weird, I haven't seen it. Uh, it's a... a I think he's Korean. I'm going to sound horribly racist if he's some other Asian, but I think he's a Korean director, uh, and the poor fellow got pressed into service. How did you feel about some other Asian? Yeah. What? Shut up. I'm trying to be sensitive. Yeah, you're only... Uh, At any rate, the poor guy, it's one of those things where he does this this cool little weird indie movie, and he gets pressed into service to do a big, crappy, medium-budget uh, action movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Johnny Knoxville, which is just terrible. Um, Which so one? That'd be more the specific. Last, the Last Stand. Oh, that's the movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So sorry, sorry, Dingus. What is what is Soren Hoagland's number one pick? His number one is quote: My mother told me to never do this. Unquote. Mm. My mom told me to do everything. <laughs> All right. This is from the movie The Hitcher. Oh, that's a good one. Fries in the fries, right? Oh, God, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> that's famous. That's an iconic one, yeah. How could guys our age miss that one? Very nice. I don't know. Does that movie still hold up? Or if you know they, what happened? No, no, Eric Red. I mean, it's a, it, didn't he even direct that? Um, no. He, what, the first one with Wrecker? 
Yeah, isn't that Eric Boromir? Uh, he wrote it. I don't think he directed, did he? I'm pretty sure he directed it. You might be right. I've Sutter seen. gets Rutger and Sean Bean gets Boromir. <laughs> uh, uh, well, you know, I don't get to say Rutger very often in my life. <laughs> uh, by the way, can you name, I think, certainly the best uh, C. Thomas Howell movie? Besides Red Dawn, Secret Admirer. The I know, right, Kelly. He, he huh? did not direct The Hitcher, so that's... See, Thomas Howell didn't. <laughs> or Eric Red. This is a very informative podcast. I see now why I'm on it. <laughs> uh, but all right, good pick. Uh, did style it. Does, uh, does Soren Hergland have any runners-up, Dingus? He does not. Uh, we next have Scott Andrews. He writes, hello, quarter three. I wanted to make a list without broken or severed fingers. Thank you, Scott. Mm. Failed. Oh, no. Thanks, oh. Scott. <laughs> Number one, the toady tries to catch the feral kids boomerang in the war. See, he knows the names of the characters. This family feud. You guys would be winning. Josh, you could you could learn a little something from Scott. I'm just saying, Josh. He uses pinky to denote which thing you could learn. <laughs> Nearly 30 years ago, we were watching a VHS tape in the basement. This was my first severed finger scene. And this was the first time we used a VHS player frame-by-frame feature. Frame one, fingers. Frame two, fingers. Frame three, fingers and boomerang. Frame four, fingers and boomerang. Frame five, severed hot dogs. That's how I remember it. (laughs) Oh, Special effects is what Tom would have said. Uh, so Scott has a uh, runner-up, Count Rugen, the Six-Fingered Man, Christopher Guest, and the Princess Bride to even the finger count. Good. Hey, Kate, hey, hey, cult movies from the 80s times two. All right, so now we have Aaron Vaughn, dear quarter three by three. By three. Here are my choices for fingers in movies. Congratulations to Dingus for finally choosing a topic that I had no idea where to start with, and Tom for scooping everyone on Giz Giz Bang Bang before last week's podcast even ended. I really didn't know that this was a story. I thought you were doing an impression, Dingus, as God is my witness, of Kelly Wand announcing a three by three. I won. <laughs> totally win. Yes, that's true. Kelly Wan does win. Um, number sweet. three. Uh, quote, guess what I did last night? The movie? <laughs> this is the quote. Guess what I did last night? This is from the movie Role Models, the part where Paul Rudd picks up Sean William Scott to go sell energy drinks and finds his fellow actor's finger under his nose. I'm still <laughs> waiting for an answer to what he did that night. This choice involves two fingers. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that kill I want? What movie? <laughs> I was listening. Uh, that is excellent. Guess <laughs> what I did last night. <laughs> wow. Tom. It's Dinkus' laser cane moment. He's corpsing. He's the Harvey Corman on Carol Burnett. The thing is, I'm just now thinking of other lines from role models. <laughs> They're going off in different directions. Yeah, like the synapses are firing. And I just want to say certain things right now that would be so completely grossly inappropriate to say out loud. <laughs> on the internet? Oh, that's so good. Kelly Wand, have you seen Role Models? Because you would be, have no compunction about just blurting out the funny line that I'm thinking of now from, from Role Models. 
I don't see movies that try and teach me how to live my life. <laughs> or with kids in them. Which one are you talking about? What did you want to... Uh... All right, his number two is really, really good, and you guys didn't like this movie, but I really, really did. And so number two is, quote, Call the Doctor. Avatar. No, it's from the movie Looper. Oh, Dingus liked Looper? Who got a finger cut off in Looper? And who- that cool time torture sequence in the first act when Paul Dano is trying to escape his fate. It all begins with a missing fingertip and then a hand and then a foot and his face. And eventually he's a pile of clothes or something. Pretty cool way to send a message, huh? This choice involved one finger. So that's a really good one, actually. Yeah, the finger kind of gets upstaged by the time it's over and you forget about it. It is that's the only good thing in that movie. And then it becomes about a telekinetic kid on a farm. Spoiler. <laughs> Number one, what? I'm only worth a piano? Very good. Kelly Wan already scooped this one. Uh, uh, no, piano. This, is, this is, the, is the bad, the weird, actually. Oh. <laughs> Wait, Tom thought it was the piano because piano was in the dialogue? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Guess what this movie is? Something, some piano. Doesn't she try to trade? She tries to trade Anna Paquin for a piano. She's like, "Here, you have Anna Paquin. Give me that piano." And Anna Paquin's line is, "What? I'm only worth a piano, right? Doesn't that happen?" I should okay, try see that again. Tom. Uh, the stars are warring. <laughs> I'm just so tired of these Star Wars. <laughs> That's what I thought that movie was going to be before I saw it. And, <laughs> I just I was, can't wait to get out of Africa. <laughs> All right, and his number one is... Oh, that's that. Oh, it is The Good, Bad, The Weird. If anyone else has seen this movie, they remember a fun twist about the identity of the finger chopper. What's cooler is the reveal of one of his victims and the prosthetic finger he now lives with. This choice involved only one finger again. No runners-up this week, but I wonder how many people use that one thing from the Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, wait, here's a runner-up. If you stop, you die. Crank. When Jason Statham loses his mind and decides his index finger is a gun, and then the audience faces when it actually works. I'm pointing at you, Aaron. That works. All right, we have one Uh, more. By the way, real quick, so while we're on the topic of the names of characters from Mad Max movies... He mentioned, uh, Aaron mentioned a, a finger chopper in Good, the Bad, and the Weird. Who can tell me the name of the villain in Mad Max? Uh, Max, if you're one of the bikers. <laughs> That's true. But that, I, would, I think this is a biker that gets killed early on, and they're avenging him. But isn't the main guy called the Toe Cutter? Isn't that the, 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 main, the biker leader's name, the Toe Cutter? I just thought of that from... I, my, I'm way up on my road. I'm higher up on my Road Warrior trivia than I am my Mad Max trivia. Why? Because you read the books. Road Warrior is way better. Mad Max, I don't think holds up. Like Mad Max is eh. just clunky and awkward, and it's got some cool stuff in it, but it's way too long. There's no good pacing, especially considered how how immaculately paced Road Warrior is. Um, road Warrior like- is absolutely one of the like the top three movies of the '80s. Absolutely. I mean, there's no what. Please. Back me up on this, Kelly Wand. Sure. Terminator, Road Warrior. And uh, Midnight Run. Ordinary People. <laughs> I was going to say, what's the ballet Great one with spider. Shirley MacLaine and Anne Bancroft? White uh, Nights. What is it? White Nights. 
<laughs> I like that better. Damn, I wish I could think of the ballad. That would have been a way better reference. There's some ballet movie that I got forced to see once where Anne Bancroft and Shirley MacLaine are like former ballerinas. Who got you into that? Oh, Black Swan. No. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of them probably even has cancer or something. I don't know. Tom says. Turning Point. Turning Point. Isn't it called Turning Point? <laughs> Why? Because no? that's a dance term? No. Were you on a date or were you with your mom or something? Uh, I don't know. I, I, don't, exclusive. I right. don't remember when it would have come out. But uh, Well, I'm talking about the movies. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right, so uh, what else do we got? Is it we have we have more dingus? We have one more. We have more dingus. Uh, this is Victor Wong. Uh, hi, guys. Here are my three picks for fingers in movies, though I feel the topic needed a qualifier of some kind, like favorite or best uses of fingers. Rather oh, Victor. than just fingers. Yeah, Victor, I think, has onto, he's onto something there, Dingus. Right, it would have been be- better to say favorite uses of fingers rather than just fingers, because that would enable people to say their least favorite uses of fingers. Good point, Victor. Like Tom's was. Dingus, a three-by-three three topic is not just a noun. You don't just say a noun. You don't just say lasers, explosions. You don't do it time, Guess what? Next uh, time, nouns. <laughs> <laughs> favorite, three best movies, three best use of film. Colin Firth's finger gun in A Single Man. I picked Colin Firth's finger gun because it is the most elegantly shot drive-by shooting I have ever seen in a movie. Oh, God, yes. Do you you remember that now, Dingus? Oh, yeah. Uh, I feel embarrassed for picking Mr. Blonde's finger gun now. It is a both playful moment by Colin Firth's character and a portent of things to come later. Yeah, it's like wonderfully ominous. Like it's really weird and out of place. Yeah, I love that. Good job, Victor. I invented boomerangs, by the way. <laughs> How do you feel about didgeridoos, Kelly Wand? Mm, too new school. Uh, number two. <laughs> I don't know how to say this name. I feel Are we bad. we still recording? But I'm going to say Queen Zhu, uh Bruce. I think it's, it's pronounced Quinoa. Okay, thank you, Quinoa. King oh, so wife, much, bro. Bruce, Bruce Willis's wife, middle finger in Looper. This pick <sighs> also functions as a meat cute. I was expecting badly accented English from this actress who was shoehorned in for financial reasons, but received a middle finger instead. Speaking of shoehorns, if she used her foot, it would have been a, a toe cute. No, feet cute. <laughs> Let me start all over. Killwan <laughs> <laughs> butchered that. <laughs> Yeah, Kelly, one you did a you did a Paul Dano on that joke. Fix it post. <laughs> Wait, what? Paul Dano? Because he How gets gradually it? cut apart. Over oh, time. that's what that See. joke is. Yeah. Right. No, I didn't mean that you wrote it into a novel and then it manifested itself and you had a relationship. I thought with you meant it caused a paradox. Oh, <laughs> I I thought you meant you got hit by a bowling pin on his head. <laughs> Doesn't mean that you came in and replaced a less capable actor after they'd already started shooting because you were intimidated by Daniel Day-Lewis. That's not what I meant, Kelly Wand. Oh. Finished. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Eric Stoltz on Back to Uh Poor Eric Stoltz. See? Oh. Number three for Victor Wong is Lee Young A's Severed Pinky in Sympathy for Lady Vengeance. Uh... So I feel bad here because, you know, the Vengeance trilogy, it's Sympathy for Lady Vengeance, Old Boy, and what is it, Mr. Vengeance? What's the – Old Boy is the middle part of a trilogy? 
Yeah, there's a, there's the Vengeance trilogy. It's Sympathy for Lady Vengeance, Old Boy, and what's the what's the third one? Dingus, help me out here. Mm. It is Mr. Vengeance. <sighs> no, it's it's not something. At any rate, I I'm not crazy about those. I'm not a big Old Boy fan. I'm looking forward to seeing whatever Spike Lee is going to do. But Sympathy for Lady Vengeance is my favorite. I actually like that one. And good lord, if I don't have any idea what he's what Victor's talking about. I mean, I I, I should see it again, but I just remember really liking that one more than the other two. Um, does Victor elaborate, Dingus? Yes. Uh, are you sure it's not Mr. Vengeance? Isn't it just like Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance or something? No, there's no, I think there's only Sympathy for the Lady one. Mr. Right. Vengeance, that sounds like a superhero. That's a good point. When the protagonist in the movie is released from prison after serving a lengthy sentence for the murder and kidnapped of a young schoolboy, she goes to the home of the parents and begs for their forgiveness. Using a chef's knife, she severs her pinky and says that she will not stop severing her fingers until they forgive her. The father struggles with her for the knife while the terrorized mother phones for an ambulance. Every cent she earned from laboring in prison paid for her finger operation. That's a good one. Uh, and so what, what does he say the name of the movie is, Dingus? He says sympathy for Lady Vengeance. Okay, so the, the confusion is it's just Lady Vengeance. Uh, there's oh. sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, there's oh. Lady Vengeance, and then there's Old Boy. Uh, but I would have screwed that up, too, because I thought he was right. I just now cheated and, and looked it up. So the so the one he's talking about is just Lady Vengeance, because I thought they were both called sympathies for blah, blah, blah. I don't think so. According to uh, – no, I think it's it, – according to uh, IMDb, it's, it's Old Boy and then uh, – First is Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, then Old Boy, and then uh, Lady Vengeance. Okay. And Victor goes on to say, thanks for the podcast. It's the best thing about Mondays. Best regards, Victor Otanis. Well, one day we hope to be the best thing about Tuesdays, and then we'll work our way uh, across and the week. And we'll do the movie that we said we would do <laughs> <laughs> once <laughs> Kelly moves out of Canada. Hey, one thing at a time. I know. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, uh, speaking of Kelly Wand, Kelly Wand, oh, uh, any runners-up, gentlemen? I've, I've managed to blurt out all of mine. Speaking of Kelly Wand, <laughs> well, he's doing our next week's three by three. I was gonna, but before we move on to that, before Kelly Wand says something like lasers or explosions, uh, any runners-up <laughs> on those topics, lasers and explosions, or this <laughs> topic? Um, all right. So, yes. Well, wait, I have so, one. Go ahead, Kelly. Mine was Evil Dead, too, because it's like his hand gets cut off, but it flips him off, but it's actually his finger, so in a way, it's flipping itself off. Okay, go. Wait, there's one, what's, is it, isn't it uh, the stupid police squad movie where, I think it's John Houseman is playing, there's like a car chase. Oh, yeah, yeah, the DMV and, teacher. Yeah, and, and he's teaching an old lady how to drive, and there's, yeah. there's sort of an elaborate joke, and it, it I never thought it was funny, where he's, he's like explaining, I now extend your middle finger. That is funny, why isn't that funny to An you? old lady flipping someone off is... No, John Houseman saying, John Houseman giving instructions on how to flip someone off, in John Houseman's voice. Is okay. I guess, you know what, with those layers to the joke, I'll grant you, Kelly Wan. It's hilarious. You don't – I don't think you know how comedy works. I don't think – You're like the white senators. I rarely think flipping the bird is as funny as the person – as the flipper thinks it is. <laughs> Remember when you said 11 was the funniest number because you said it looked dorky? Uh, I don't, but I, I do uh, definitely uh, agree with that. If I said that, I think I was pretty smart. Because you were trying to get me to say 69, but I was <laughs> – couldn't or didn't for some reason. So you went. Your way of salvaging it was, "Hey, eleven's funny." Like that's gonna. Yeah. It's so hard to get you to make juvenile, sexually oriented references. It's so hard to get you off of math. 
All right, Dingus, you had runners up. What do you got? Sorry. Uh, well, I really love the uh, English lesson in Henry V, although that's a play, not a movie. Um, but I remembered it as being uh, when she's getting the English lesson, uh, the nurse, of course, uh, telling her that le doigt means the fanga, and, and, and Emma Thompson going, the fanga, the fanga. But she doesn't do that. She goes, the nail, the nail, madam. Uh, but I just remembered all of her fingers in that. But so it wasn't as good as I thought it was. But still, I liked her fingers in that. And uh, Dingus, real quick, if you were to count off the Henry movies, which of your fingers would you start on? I would count on my panky. <laughs> a, uh, you can only make Roman numerals out of the first five with your fingers on one hand. That was profound. And Absolutely. then, of course, Empire Strikes Back when Leia hurts her finger and Han massages. What? Also, in episode five. <laughs> Two fingers. <laughs> Leia, Leia hurts her finger, and Han Han Solo massages Princess Leia's finger. Yeah, because she's like fixing some sort of doodad on the ship, and she. How does she know how to fix anything? My phone. And she like uh, throws her over face. the whatchamagidget, the dingus thing, she and then she hurts finger. her finger, and she like sucks on it for a second, and he takes her finger and he massages it. And she goes, don't, your hands are dirty. Or my hands are dirty. Mine are dirty, too. What are you afraid of? I'm not afraid. Then why are you trembling? That's from Empire Strikes Back? Yeah, you're getting a hard on. <laughs> That's so disturbing. Kelly Wan, speaking of disturbing, what is your pick for next week's 3 by 3 I'm just going to think of Kelly approaching somebody and said, hey, Three of those hard ons in now. Uh, cave system, JK. Uh, uh, there's one I really want you to say, but then I'd have to actually do the list myself. So that's what I found is the um, uh, your cat. I hope people don't think that's my cat. <laughs> my number three, I mean, my number one topic for three by three for next week will be this three best interruptions. I feel like we've done that one before. Have we? It sounds familiar. All right. <laughs> Dingus, back me up on this. I thought we'd done fingers, but... Hey, Tom, knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. Moo. Interrupting cow. Moo. <laughs> All right. Uh, have we done that? That We have done that one, right, Dingus? I believe we have. Okay, okay, I got to back up. Okay. Three best uses of lip sync. <laughs> Okay, we haven't done that. Interruption. <laughs> Best uses of lip sync. That's your punishment for knowing. Are you glad you stopped him? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I, man. I could have gone down from there, by the way. I could have gone down from there. You want, you you want you, to roll the dice? You want a mulligan? I'll go through uh, Elaborate. <laughs> Tell the cat <laughs> stop making that sound when you open your mouth. <laughs> if I may. Uh... He told you meow once with his mouth. Okay, uh, voiceovers don't count because you don't see the lips. And um, no, no, sing. he asked you for an example. Oh, <laughs> of lips? <laughs> I wasn't listening to him. All, All right. right, so we'll just do it. So lip. I mean, I guess people know what lip syncing is. I can't really think of that figuring into. Is there, is there a, a mint, I'll, vanilla I'll biopic? Ace. I'll burn an ace. In Goldmember, when 
Beyonce's talking and Nathan Lane's pretending to say it for some reason. And it's supposed to be funny. And it goes on for ten minutes. All right. I've got my number one. <laughs> I uh, do not right. have any others, but I've got so the animated films work, obviously. Don't talk anymore. We're done now. All right, so join us for that next week. We'll be bringing you our favorite instances of lip syncing in movies. <laughs> <laughs> if you have some, uh, now it's worth it. I if retract you anything, the, the... If you have anything you'd like to submit for that, send them in. Email them to us at 3 by 3 at quarter to 3com That's 3x3 at, and then you have to spell out quarter to 3com uh, We will be seeing Iron Man 3 next week because you know what next week is? It is the start of summer. And it's all probably – dingus, you went woot, but I, good lord, it's probably downhill from here, right? I don't know. Summers are uh, – summers can be difficult. Uh, when you well, at least I know that. the movie you'll be playing. I think this this uh, winter and spring have been doldrummy, and I think the summer is going to kick our asses. It's better for the opposite summer. I think it's going to be a good summer. I really have a good feeling about this. Wait, why do you think that? Like, I, think I, like, I got a good feeling about this. Dingus, I got a bad feeling about this. I have I have a good feeling. I think uh, these are the two reasons I have a good feeling about this. Yeah. Number one, Shane Black. Number two, Great Gatsby. Wait, he made Great Gatsby. <laughs> uh, well, also Guillermo del Toro's uh, Pacific Rim. Maybe. Mm. I have I have I have a good feeling about summer. Or Z. I felt really oh. lousy about the uh, winter and spring, but I feel good about the summer. I, I, I saw the World oh. War Z trailer and it looked kind of good. La 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 la. Don't know. Yeah, we we've seen no trailer. Well, so for you, you I've seen no trailers for any of these. I just know directors and the names of things. Uh, Looks interesting. <laughs> well, any Kelly Wan, that's the point of a trailer. Yeah, I know, but they usually don't look interesting. But, oh, really? Trailers usually don't look interesting? No, they don't. They <laughs> suck. They're really boring, <laughs> usually. Uh, all right, well, we'll see. I mean, uh, this will be the uh, the opening shot of summer is uh, Iron Man 3, which, by the way, it opened already uh, overseas. What's up with that shit? I, I saw that. I'm like, wait, we get it last, even though we're the ones that's They've in our They've done that before. They did that with uh, Skyfall, by the way. Skyfall had opened a week in advance overseas. Uh, and I don't time zones. <laughs> Yeah, by the time, yeah, uh, no, it, but it, it kicked ass. By the way, it did something like two hundred million in its opening weekend. Like it, you can't really compare that to U.S. box office, but it basically lived up to the Avengers uh, in terms of its opening overseas. Maybe it's it's just him in every movie. Like maybe Avengers was just him. Uh, I'm not sure that Sherlock Holmes bears that out. Kelly Wand. Oh, Kelly Wand. Hey, Kelly Wand, get that out of my face. Get your face out of my finger. See. For a guy who claims to watch trailers, I'm really disappointed you don't remember more of them. Kelly Wan, would you like to tell me where where you've received your training? Uh, Chechnya? Is that guy going to be in it? Is he brought back to life? He's dead. Oh, I did see a trailer with him in it it, where he's driving his race car. He's driving a race car? Clark oh, yeah. Race car. Isn't that his name, Clark Gregg? No, no, no. It's it's Thor driving a race car. It's it, it's a very earnest, I'm driving an yeah. indie race car, and I'm such a hero. Oh, my God. It was such a horrible trailer. What did you and say? He gets blown up, and then it's like his struggle to keep doing it and get blown up again. <laughs> oh, and, and you know what the movie is called? What? Blown up twice. It's called Rush. 
Oh. <laughs> was was Sam Worthington not available for that? Certainly not. <laughs> uh, all right, so join us for the uh, for that next week, Iron Man 3, uh, and we will be doing the 3x3 three three of lip syncing. My name is Tom Chick. I have been joined by Christian Mulally. It's Christian Murawski. And Kelly Wand. Sir, there's been a mutiny on the bounty. Okay, what movie? No, just exactly what to do right here. Um, you want to hear a Canada? Does it anything to do with Canada? Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely not. (laughs) Why does Dingus like that? Because Dingus doesn't know good writing when he sees it in a movie, and he doesn't understand the chemistry between the actors and the genius of John Carpenter. That's Dingus. If, if that line, if the, that exchange had been in Your Highness, he would have eaten it up. So is absolutely it just... not. <laughs> yeah. What's new in Canada these days? Oh, so I was talking to a friend's wife the other night, and Lindsay Lohan naturally came up. And then uh, she went, oh, yeah, I was listening to Howard Stern. And who's that director who's really douchey? And I go, Brett Ratner? She goes, yeah. yeah. Anyway, she said she's <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to explain the uh, I'm the made-up character on this podcast. The other two are on death row.